It's been fantastic uh, listening to what he's had to share and getting our lingo down so that we can understand one another because it's been uh, just wonderful having another brother that is operating in the heavens but coming from a little bit different direction with some different language. So we'll get started right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, again, so enjoying my time with Bill. Bill, um, for those who maybe weren't on the uh, part one section, uh, in fact, if you didn't see part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one because that... Uh, uh, has some stuff in there that I think you're going to need to hear in order to kind of catch and build on what Bill's going to share this time around. But Bill, share a little bit with us uh, about One United Body. One United Body is a ecclesia uh, founded by Jane Johnson. It was actually called Ecclesia Framework initially. Uh, we have done an extensive journey through various identities in heavenly realms. Um, we've built a heavenly family. Um, we have an emphasis on what we call discovery, which is revealing of mysteries. Yeah. So yeah. that's at, at the core, at the core DNA of what you, one United body is all about is discovery. Uh, we do have a website called oneunitedbody.org and you have access to that. Uh, we have a webpage called heavenly realms support group. Uh, and another one that I forget the exact title of, but it has the word dialogue and it has place for question and answers okay um, 100,000 hits a year 7,000 this last month on the website um, so we've been around a while and we are uh, functioning with large numbers with large numbers of people um, but we are on a very uh, determined uh, fast-paced journey up through heavenly realms uh, I have seen the need, we have seen the need that when you climb the mountain, you do have to come back down and redo things, get more detail on things. In some areas, I've seen that we've climbed it and come back down about three times <laughs> before we finally really, really got the fullness of it. And um, the fullness of understanding with respect to particular heavenly realms concept comes when you start teaching or fathering someone else. Mm-hmm. That's when you really start getting this thing down. I mean, the first thing you you receive from somebody functioning in something, then you start functioning in it yourself. But the third stage is when you start fathering or training somebody else yeah. how to function in it. And that's when the I my my experience has been that that's when the real revelation revelation of that particular name and function in heavenly realms comes to me at the point that I'm ready to start. I get this massive download at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Up to that point, um, I still had this, this feeling like I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, you're sitting on this throne and you get uh, Jane, Jane taught me this. Okay. You sit down on a new throne. You've never been here before. You've been crowned here for the first time. The question you ask is, okay, what do I do here? How do I function here? And you get your answer by encounter. A yeah. flow happens and you just yeah. start doing what the flow feels good to do. I mean, you, you raise your scepter, you you do this or that. I mean, you got an orb, you start legislating with your orb. Um, you 
get this stuff by trial and error, and you're not going to break anything. Right, right. Well, and if you legislate something that God doesn't agree with, he'll overrule it. The Supreme Court's going to rule, overrule the lower court. You don't have to worry about messing things up. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. You just start doing it by flow, just like flowing in a prophecy. You open your mouth with the one word you were given to begin with. You know that experience, the littlest, I hope something happens after I open my mouth. Is, <laughs> you know how that is? Yeah. And then, yeah, this does come. Uh, uh, a corporate encounter, something you said in the previous the previous thing there, a brand new person in their first corporate encounter, they come in here, all these people around, they're thinking, oh, man, these people are so much higher up than I am. They know a lot more than I do. And then they get their first revelation and they toss it out in the group and everybody else says, wow, you know, right, right. The brand new person's revelation is just as good as everybody else's revelation. And it was another piece in the puzzle and helped everybody see the whole come puzzle. Come on, come on. I yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love it, you know, because the, the, it's the same source. You know, we're all getting revelation and, you know, we sometimes get blown away that the new person gets such a massive revelation. And it's like, wait a minute, it's all coming from the same source. It's coming from the father. <laughs> so it's like, why wouldn't it be as amazing? And and you're right. We can't break anything. Um you know, I, I believe that there is intent, and as we understand things better, that we're able to do it with more intent, and I think we get further faster, so to speak. Yeah. But you, you're also, you're not going to get kicked out of heaven either. It's not like you can mess it up so badly. It's like, you know what? We're done with you. Out of here. It doesn't happen. God so loves. One, one of the things I saw when uh, early on was um, that heaven was like this preschool area you know i just saw this picture of this preschool all these kids coming in they're making a mess they're all over but the father's looking there and he's just absolutely so delighted because they are there that's what matters it's like they're coming they're coming and they will learn the processes and the protocols and all that as they encounter um and it's not expected of you that you know everything all at once it's the journey we have an encounter group. It's actually, we, we call it a bench. So it functions governmentally. It's been functioning for five years. And so it's got a, mm-hmm. a great deal of experience of journey behind it. Yeah. Um, this is Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Well, seven, three, but seven o'clock now. Anyway, last night uh, we, we did some governmental work in, in, in heaven and Yeshua, uh, one of the folks heard him saying, he finally got it. <laughs> And there's something he wanted done that we hadn't done, and we finally did it. And I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like the cloud of witnesses are in the balcony of heaven, and they're all, you know? right, right. And and we've been in other situations where where you're having a tri- the equivalent of a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. You know, you, you come, you come through the gate into a heavenly city, and there's a whole crowd there waiting for you. I mean, it's like, they must have gotten the notice, right? Right. This time, this day, be at the front door. They're all going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It's absolutely spectacularly wonderful, and there's this party atmosphere. I mean, you you can just hear the 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 um, New Year's Eve kind of thing, the confetti and the and the horn. You know, the, anyway, it's it's a great fun. It is, you know, and and so much of what's going on in heaven is such a reflection of what we see and hear and encounter on the earth in some ways, and I say that because. You know, the father definitely has a sense of humor. He has, you know, there there have been many times where uh, I've experienced something in heaven and like Yeshua or the father or, you know, another angelic being or somebody, you know, gives me the uh, 
yeah, duh. You know, <laughs> not not being rude or anything, but it's like, yeah, he finally got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I remember one one time where, um, you know, we were working with a witch that we were, you know, wondering, can we help this person? And so, you know, while I was just encountering father, I was in the courtroom and I and I and I asked. So the, I mean, to me, lower courts are in a lower area. We, you know, you have the accuser there. OK, so uh, and, and here I I am and I'm asking the father's like and this was early on. Uh, and I go, well, can I bring her in because she's, you know, a witch and she hasn't accepted Jesus and and all this. Can I bring her into the courts if she wants to come? If she wants to come, can we bring her in? And, you know, walk her through some things in the courts. And, you know, I'm, I'm asking the question and I've, I, I see the father and it's as if he's got papers in his hands and he looks looks over at me and he goes, he's here. You know, <laughs> he, pointing to the accuser, you know, it's like, oh, OK, yeah. So evidently I can bring her in, you know, if she wanted to come in. But, yeah, you know, there's that whole thing of we don't want to do witchcraft in the sense of bringing people in that are, we can't bring people in against their you know, without their permission, without them coming. So that's a whole nother story. But um, anyway, it was just one of those things like the father's like, duh, he's here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's another one of those revelations that you didn't get it at all. And then when you get it, it's so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, so you talked about four stages of spiritual growth. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Before I came into heavenly realms, before I even came to one united body, I had the revelation from from 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, that there are four stages of spiritual growth. There are three three mentioned there, and, and the fourth one you can find in Paul and elsewhere. So the first stage is baby. The baby feeds on milk, right? Okay. The second stage is one that John calls uh, little children. And by the way, um, my first new name that the father gave me was John. Okay. So I have a very strong affinity to the Apostle John, and 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 if you want to, uh, he's major man in white linen for me. Okay, I got a relationship, um, and the revelation of Jesus Christ means a lot to me, and so does the Gospel of John. And I spent a lot of time. Okay, anyway. Well, so, I, just real quick on that, because I, you know, I hear people talk about new names that they've gotten, and it's like I've never gotten a new name, but what I found out some years later was um, uh, this Jewish man. When he asked me my name, I said, Gil. And he says, Gil, that's a very common name in, in, in Hebrew. Um, and it means joy. And it has always been my heart. In fact, I have got revelation that I'm, I am a, you know, a king of joy in the heavens. Wow. And so it's like, I don't need a new name. He's given me the name already. It's, and I'm like, that's so cool. But I, I so respect and honor. I, I know lots of people who've gotten new names. And in some ways, I've been a little envious and like, why don't I get a new name until I found out I've got the name I'm supposed to have. So <laughs> what I'm hearing from you is your parents got it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> they gave you your new name when they gave you your name. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. I just had a thought, but keep going here. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, <clears throat> Baby, then little child, then young man, then father. And I know, I know from personal experience, and I know from scripture that that fathers are the key to a whole lot of things. I yeah. mean, the the issues that we have in the world today, and, and the hurts and things that all many of so many of us carry, a whole lot of those are the source of that is because we didn't have a father that we had a relationship with. 
or our father, though he was present, didn't really know how to father. So yeah. Um, yeah. I could give you my history and, and I mean, there's anyway, I won't do that. Um, I'm, I'm actually, my, I love my parents. They're both gone home to be the Lord right now. My dad did the absolute best he could with what he had been given. Yes, exactly. And I yeah. honor him for yes. that. Yeah. Uh, and, and he certainly wasn't an evil man by any means. Um, but there was some things missing and the Lord has filled them in for me, uh, by various father figures that came along my journey along the way, um, at various stages, um, and then at the end of all this, I've got this mandate to be a spiritual father. Uh, and really, it's like what the scripture says about, um, uh, the Lord uses the, the, the unwise to, the foolish to confound the wise. Um, I'm least likely candidate to be called a spiritual father and to have a major mandate. I mean, I had to figure this stuff out. And I had to have several substitute fathers along the way to, to finish off the job that didn't get done to begin with. Um, and and the, the job didn't get finished until I'm 50 or 60 years old, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, but anyway, so I've got this mandate to be a spiritual father. I've got this desire to be a spiritual father. And Abraham is, is associated with that. Scripture says he's the father of us all. Yeah. Right? It also calls him the first father. Hmm. Hmm. First father is the one at the beginning of a long chain of generations of fathers and sons. But he's at the beginning of the entire thing. I mean, Adam got it wrong, right? Yeah. He yeah. would have been. <laughs> uh, he's being restored. I know he has. Uh, but Abraham was the beginning of his first father and his yeah. father of us all. Okay. So, so baby, little child, young man, father. Um, Yeshua, just before the before the crucifixion, he's calling the 12 apostles, he calls them little children. Mm -hmm. Which puts in perspective exactly what stage most of us are at. Yeah. These yeah. guys have been under three and a half years of Yeshua's training and he's still calling them little children. Now, part of that was a, part of that was a, a affectionate name. It's like, I love you guys. Right. But the right. other part is, this is where you are and you're not here or here mm -hmm. yet. You've passed the baby stage and you haven't gotten to young man and you're not fathers yet. Um, okay, so I had this desire for fathering and I've spent five years or so really seeking this thing out, sorting it out. Um, well, part of it, okay, let's go back to... Um, Elijah. He fathers Elisha, right? As a prophet. Um, Elijah's going up to heaven. If you see me go, you'll get the mail, right? Right. Eli Elisha sees Elijah going up to heaven. He says, my father, my father. The chariots of Israel and the horses thereof. He saw right. him going up. But we see that he's, this is a father son relationship mm -hmm. the way you get the full function of the office of the prophet is to be fathered by a prophet who's doing the office of the prophet yeah paul fathers timothy the way you get the full function as an apostle 
is to be the son of an apostle who's doing the job. It's good. Okay. The way you get to be a king <laughs> is to be the son of a king. David's got sons, right? Yeah. His son Solomon takes over from him, and Solomon's greater than David is. Why? Because Solomon's standing on David's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. What sons do? They stand on the shoulders of their fathers. They go further faster because they got a really good start. Right. Good start, you know? In, no, in our society today, every one of us starts over fresh from the beginning. Just you sad. School, you get a degree and you, you move to a different geographical area, you get your first job. And when you get married, none of us hmm. know what we're doing. Hmm. This is so good. It really is. Okay. It's so, un go ahead. Well, it's just unfortunate, you know, the 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 mobility factor. You know, I always wanted my kids to, you know, stay near me, but they did what I did. And when I grew up, when I was first chance I had, I was out of the house and gone. You know, I went from Missouri to California and, yeah. um, and you know, and my kids, you know, did the same thing. And, and just the nuclear family is is um, just like you said, it's hard for a son to get as good a start if they're not fathered well. And, um, you know, so we try it from a distance, you know, we do our best and all that. But um, it is uh, something in my heart that, you know, I always wanted to have that closeness and, um, you know, build together. But um, my, my my kids took after me. I, I had to learn the hard way in the sense that I wanted to be independent and, uh and so, you know, but it's all good. I mean, my kids are awesome. I love my kids. They're yeah. Doing great. It is in our culture. Yeah. It's a culture. We don't have the full fathering son culture. Yeah. Um, it's not built into us. Um, there is a culture at Chancellor's House, by the way, called, you familiar with the 12 Chancellor's Houses? Okay. Yeah. 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 One of them is called the Chancellor's House of Culture. Hmm. And you function in the culture's chancellor's house to bring a particular culture into the ecclesia, where, where, where it's missing. Yeah. So this father-son culture is missing. We function in the chan culture's chancellor's house to bring a culture. And I'm, I'm actually speaking as an oracle here, and I'm, I'm speaking to me. Hmm. Uh, I need to do some of that. Okay, so, um, okay, so um, the whole thing starts. Well, let me go a little further. Um, my my generations, I think I can trace I can trace about four generations, and every generation did the cross country journey. Yeah, to some extent. Right, um, right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So, and uh, one grandparent, um, his father <clears throat> did stuff to the family to the extent that he went to the court and changed his name so that his father's name wasn't his middle name anymore. That that's how bad that thing was. Yeah. <laughs> and the other side, the father uh, died early. Um, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I mean, so there, there's gaps in fathering in my natural generations. Yeah. And these gaps go back through generations and generations of fathers mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. just didn't get to be a real father, or didn't know how to be a father, or and so on and so on. Yeah. Okay. So what I see is that, okay, so uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. I am the God of generations of fathers and sons. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this thing was working properly at some point. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, but but you also have to look at these guys and realize until Joseph sorts this the whole thing out, this family started with Abraham is about the most dysfunctional family. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody else's dysfunctional family, right? Right, they, right. They put Joseph in a pit and sell him to the and so on and so on. <laughs> and one day they're coming before the guy that, that's they didn't know he's Joseph and he's yeah. he puts the fear of God in them. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, and, and that whole thing gets sorted out. Four generations of dysfunctional gets fixed when Joseph has these guys under his control there for the moment. He gets it all sorted out, and these guys repent. Yeah. And it all gets fixed. Okay, anyway, um, there's a restoration of fathering to the ecclesia. There's a restoration mm-hmm. of generations to the ecclesia. Yes. And it begins with the spirit of Elijah. Back to Elijah, my father, my father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the spirit of Elijah, this is in Malachi chapter 4, turns the heart of the children to the yes. fathers and the heart of the fathers to the children. Yes, that's good. So a father-son or father-child initially relationship begins because of the work of the spirit of Elijah. Now, John the Baptist, he came in the spirit and power of Elijah. Elijah, mm-hmm. And, and Yeshua says, John is not the end of the spirit and power of Elijah because they did to him whatever they wanted to. And the apostles, when they heard that, knew that they had killed John before he finished the job. The spirit of Elijah is available to all of us. Yeah. And it is the beginning of the fathering relationship. The so spirit good. of Elijah does that turning of hearts. So good. looking back, my desire to be a spiritual father is because of Somewhere along the line, I've got the spirit of Elijah imparted to me. Mm-hmm. It is imparted. I mean, like laying on of hands or Yeshua uh, blowing upon the apostles and saying, receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It is an impartation from someone who has it to someone who doesn't. Yeah. Okay. And it's the beginning. Now, let's go a little <clears throat> bit through fathering. Um Fathering has two aspects to it. The first one is begetting, mm-hmm. and the second one is fathering. So in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom age, let me just back up a little bit, there's a teacher-disciple relationship. Mm-hmm. There is a follower-forerunner relationship. The forerunner, which is an apostle, goes before, and the ones that are following the forerunner Heavenly realms, forerunners, and the people yeah. follow, right? Okay, that's in the kingdom age. In the <laughs> age of Melchizedek, there is a father-son relationship, and it begins with begetting. Okay, now let's go to, um, and I can do this by encounter, or I can let's do this by encounter a little bit. Um, I'll set this up. Uh, Yeshua is in the river Jordan. John the Baptist is standing there functioning in the spirit of Elijah, spirit and power of Elijah, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, put yourself in the place of Yeshua. (laughs) Now, put yourself down under the water to be baptized, right? Come up out of the water, and the Holy Spirit descends upon you as a dove. You're seeing the Holy Spirit, which is seeing the kingdom of God. Okay. Good. Good. Lands on you. And then the Father speaks from heaven and says, You are my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. 
the anointing. As a spiritual father, I, I, I sense you were feeling the impartation of that. Mm -hmm. As a spiritual father, I have spoken these words to multiple people. As a mm -hmm. spiritual father, I have the authority to speak to these. I'm, I'm just stepping into being one with the father. Yeah. yeah. And saying what he's already said. You know, uh, okay. A little later on the on the on the uh, uh, Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John are there. As are Elijah and Moses. It's no mistake that Elijah is there. Yeah. And that Moses follows Elijah. There's actually seven fathers, and those are the first two of a seven progression of seven fathers. And I won't go any further. I'm just putting a little seed down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, and, and, and the Father speaks from heaven and says, this is my beloved Son, hear ye him. That's King James. Yeah. <laughs> hear ye him. And there's one more beloved Son passage in Scripture. You are my beloved Son, this day I have begotten you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's so good. I have begotten you. I have put a seed of sonship down inside of you and it will grow parable of the sower right yeah it will grow i get the seed down inside you you're going to grow up into a son yeah no, all you got to do is keep saying yes 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 every time i ask you yes 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 it's receiving <laughs> yeah and it will get you there you'll get there you'll get there now there are um there is a law called the law of sonship and the law of sonship the lowest function of the law of sonship is son to a father, and the highest function in the law of sonship is father to a son. That's good. That's good. The law of sonship. And it's as much a law as any other law. I mean, as, as Ten Commandments, or it actually was in place before the Ten Commandments were placed. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's some places we can see the law of sonship and functioning father son. I talked about the River Jordan. And those are the places where the father and the son are interacting. Here's another one. Abraham's on the, uh, Isaac's on the altar. And his father, Abraham's standing over him with the knife. And we are now seeing priesthood, which is one of the five names of the, of the age of Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. Kingship's one and priesthood's another. I won't go further. But we're seeing priesthood. We're seeing Isaac functioning in the first name of priesthood, which is living sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. The guy's 30, so there's a lot. There, this is a living sacrifice. He's not being forced. This is a voluntary act. And the father, father is functioning as priest. Abraham's functioning as priest with a knife in his hand. This, this, is, this is the law of sacrifice at work father sacrificing a son now the angel speaks from heaven and keeps it from happening but it did happen abraham was believing for resurrection for his son and the spiritual transaction happened without isaac having to physically die yeah because the thing here is not about physical death the thing here is about dying to self it's about dying to yes. sin it's about dying yeah. to this, that, and everything else. When Paul says, don't you know, as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. you were baptized into his death. death. You are mm -hmm. one with Yeshua, one with Jesus in his death, which means you're going to be a living sacrifice. Amen. 
that's it's really good stuff. Um, you know, we're we're running out of time, so with one or two minutes left, um, you know what what would be the overall from part one and part two? What would be the main thing you'd want to say to everybody who's listening right now? You really, really need to take this journey seriously. You need to take advantage of all the resources the Father gives you, that the Godhead gives you. I mean, the, the seven spirits of God, wisdom and her handmaidens, and spiritual fathers. Um, he has a, given you a whole list of assistants and tutors and trainers. Take advantage of them. Be serious about this. Have fun. <clears throat> I mean, the journey is meant to be full of joy and fun, but get serious about this journey yeah and everything you see don't forget it do the full journey with respect to what you see Pursue take your time wholeheartedly go after it yeah i said this before there's something in me that says when i see something something in me says i want that yeah i want that it's not covetous covetousness it's this is something that my father, Yeshua, or Yeshua, the Holy Spirit, the Lord wants God, whoever wants for me, yeah. he's displaying this dangling out in front of me so that I'll be interested in it and grab for it like a little kid grabbing for a Christmas tree ornament on the Christmas tree. And he is delighted when I reach out and grab it. I want it is a really good thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And and if we could just all understand that the Father, He is absolutely good through and through and through. You know, we've a lot of us have been raised with this concept that, you know, He's out to get us, He's judging us, He's, you know, whatever. And there's a fear, not an appropriate fear, <clears throat> not the right kind of fear, but a fear that separates us rather than a fear of awe, you know, that's awe that draws us closer to Him. And to understand that he's a good father and he has good things for us. He has your best in mind, no matter what. And that there's never a time where he's like, I'm out to get you. <laughs> there's I'm never, fine. never a time like that. No. So, well, Bill, thank you so much for being on. Hey, do you have a few minutes to do some behind the scenes? Um, sure. Sure. We'll go a little bit deeper and and okay. talk about some things that maybe uh, you didn't have time to share while we did part one and part two. No, I'd love um, to. If you can tell, I, I, I love the stuff. <laughs> I, I, and I, I love how you describe some of the stuff that we're, we're talking about. It's really good. Um, so, Bill, thank you. I honor you and bless you. Thank you for being on here. Thank it's been you, my Bill. pleasure. Bless you. Thank you for what you're doing. And just to all of our listeners, again, if you want to see the behind-the-scenes section, um, become a partner with us. Help us get the word out. And you can do that by going to the website below, which is kingdomtalksmedia.com. And click on the partnership tab and go to the behind the scenes section. And that's where you can become a behind the scenes section partner. And you'll get to see a lot of the shows before they ever air. And especially get to see the behind the scenes section that is just for the members. So appreciate each and every one of you. And again, love you, Bill. Blessings to you. And we will see you all next time. Take Bye. care. Bye. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. 
Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an Ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your Ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms.